2: You're
3: listening to Griefcast with me, Carrie Ad Lloyd. How do we grieve for someone? How does it change and evolve as we get older? My dad died when I was 15, and it took me many, many years to be able to express what I had gone through. So I decided to create Griefcast a chance to talk, share, and laugh about the weirdness of grief and death. But with comedians, so it's not that depressing, I promise. Each time I talk to a different comedian about their own personal experience of grief, as we remember someone that they have lost along the way. Whether it was a long time ago, or you've just joined the club, this is a chance to talk about the peculiar human process of death. Welcome to Griefcast. Welcome to series 2 of Griefcast. Thank you so much for listening. I'm sorry there was such a gap between series 1 and series 2, but um I have a baby and then very recently also a dog has appeared in our life. Um not just appeared, we you know, we know why she's there, but yeah, things have been quite hectic. Um we have some amazing guests coming up for this series, so please do subscribe to the podcast, uh, rate us on iTunes, follow us on Twitter at the Griefcast or Instagram the Griefcast. Tell your friends; it really does help to spread the word for the podcast. And the more people who listen to it, means I can carry on making them. So if you do enjoy them, please do do all those things. It really does help. This week's guest is the amazing Susan Wacoma. She's an actress and comedian. She's been in Crashing, at Crazy Head on Netflix. She's also a regular co-host of the brilliant podcast, The Guilty Feminist. If you haven't listened to that, i definitely recommend it. Uh, she's currently starring in Labour of Love in the West End with Tamsin Grieg and Martin Freeman. And she very kindly came in to talk to us about her dad, Charles
1: Let's wake up those taste buds with hot juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at hellofresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.
3: Welcome to Great Cost. I'm here today with Act Now. I pause. <laughs> <laughs> Do you prefer actress or
0: actor? Or do you not oh, care? I don't care. Actress, let's say actress. Actress, okay. I, I quite like actress. Oh, like, like I worked actress? really hard to become an actress, and everyone's like, no. And I'm like, <laughs> no, actually, now I have that. <laughs> oh, actually, I want that.
3: Welcome to Grief Cost. I'm here with actress Susan Wakoma. Hello.
0: Hi, yeah, you're right. Um, I
3: am exhausted. <laughs> my baby don't sleep. Girl, don't no sleep. sleep. No sleep. <laughs> She's so good in the day. Mm. Just nighttime screaming. So, who
0: are we remembering today, Susan? We are remembering my dad. Your dad. What's your dad's name? Charles. Charles. I always say it wrong, which is bad because he was my dad. <laughs> Charles. <laughs> Charles. It's because, so we all, like, so my parents are Nigerian. And you're normally given sort of a very English name. Right. Mine's Susan, which is the shittest name. <laughs> it's, it's rubbish. Shit, it's just, it's very it's English, man. isn't it? It's yeah. so yeah. awful. Susan. Um, so his is Charles, but we don't, obviously I'll call him dad, but his Nigerian name was Ombo. So all his mates oh. and like my mum would call him Ombo. So but Charles is his first name. So Do you have every two, time I say it, it's two weird. name options. Yeah, so my Nigerian name is Indiaba, oh, which means lovely. from India, which I'm not. Which <laughs> <laughs> so, is right So Ombo is his name. Yeah, yeah. Charlie. Um, some of them called him. And
3: when did your dad die?
0: He passed away in two thousand twelve.
3: Okay, so you have just had five your five year anniversary. Yeah, yeah.
0: Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. That's quite a chunk, isn't it? The whole five year. Yeah. yeah it's sort of flown by. Like yeah. I, I sort of. It, it's weird every time it, it comes to the day. I've normally been. The thing is, I've always been working. And uh, this was the first year where that I knew that day was definitely just going to be me in my head. Wow. So I didn't really know how I'd film. Five years is, it is a chunk. So I try not to go towards it with any expectation. But it's a weird time because actually my old sister Emmy, her birthday is the day after. Oh, man. So it's always, it's, it's kind of like you can't allow yourself to fall down too down a hole if there is a hole some days I've been like this was yeah. nice to remember him but um, because you know you saw, you've you got to sort of be there for um, her for
3: the birthday yeah that must be yeah. hard for her really
0: stressed no, I can't I can't get my head around that
3: because then every time you're like oh it's my birthday great but oh, I've no, got to, to do with it- that first yeah I've got <laughs> yeah. to do with that day first yeah, yeah I think because we have a lot of people on who are sort of in the two three year mark yeah which I think is like I guess a bit like kids if you're two, three they're still you're still sort of in that baby phase but I yeah. think five years is like I guess why do I say it's a chunk It is it is like it's like half a decade isn't? Yeah, it's like yeah. okay this is very your life is very established without them
0: at yeah. five years I yeah. think yeah you you figured out and also because it happened when I was 24 and now I'm 29 like there is just so much yeah, so much that's happened like personally and professionally that you do you I've got my life sort of set now. That he has no, like... Yeah. It's <laughs> no, got nothing to do no with reference him. for, yeah. So it's kind of, yeah, it is, it is a chunk, yeah, like what reference. What did he die of? He had a stroke. He had uh, high blood pressure, which is very common mm. amongst Afro-Caribbean people, mm. Asian people. And so he just didn't manage it very well. He worked a lot I think by the end, he was working two jobs. Wow. (laughs) Like a nutter. He'd work at the home office Monday to Friday. And then uh, Friday night when he finished at six, he'd come back home, have a shower, have some food, then go to the Royal Festival Hall where he worked as a security guard overnight. He'd do that until about four o'clock Saturday, so overnight, and then he'd come back and sleep on Sunday, back on Monday. (gasps) So he had his stroke, actually, when uh, he finished in between... Uh, The two jobs on that Friday—that's when it happened. Yeah,
3: that—I mean, I have baby, and I don't (laughs) like that schedule. Like, I feel like I'm tired, and that's made me go, "Oh no, no, no." no. Was he? So, was a workaholic? Do you think, or was it? Where was that coming from? Or just just liked working?
0: I think it was. I know it was. He came from Nigeria with my mum. Your identity is work. Like, my parents wanted everyone to, if they were to ever describe them as something, it was hard workers. Mm. He wanted to pay his way, really didn't believe in, like, benefits or anything like that. He was like, you know, I'm an immigrant and I've come here to work. I've come here to work and to contribute, which, you know, I don't, you know, I believe that a welfare system is really, really important and integral. But I think it was, you know, wanting people to sort of know that he wasn't here to scrounge. Because of that, and also us being definitely poor (laughs) then his identity becomes that and then we all start flying the nest and whatever and and he doesn't know anything else like retirement we had to beg my mum to eventually retire beg her because it just doesn't exist in his mind and that's what it is it's just it's what he did you just work like two jobs was is nothing and how has that affected you and do you feel like you try and keep work very separate
3: in a way or you make sure Mm. you don't feel bad when you're having Downtime.
0: I think what it did was it made me step back and really think about whether I enjoy what I do. Mm. And I was like, yeah, I do. Yeah. Thank God. Because if I, at that time, if I turned around and said, oh, no, I don't, I would have quit. Yeah. Because I just thought there's no point going through what actors do, performers do, comedians do, if you hate it. And... The thing that I, I mean, we never ever spoke about it, but I'm pretty sure that he was not doing what he wanted to do Mm. because he had to put food on the table for us. And so I was like, right, you know, work is hard. So therefore, do I love what I do? Yes. And so I approached work with lots more. So actually, love and joy. I do feel like it was the beginning of establishing what my um, boundaries were when wow. it came to work because it scared the shit out of me. Yeah, um, to see him such a busybody. My entire life he was a busy, busy little yeah. body of a man. To not being able to speak, it was terrifying. And I thought, oh, okay, yeah, right. yeah.
3: I did not interview with someone about. My experience of grief, and mm. they were saying, "Oh, you know, when your dad was ill, was it you know like they become so, you know, so so small and like not mm. a gr- you know not this father anymore." And I was like, "No, I just never seen him still." Yeah, And I, that's what really got me was yeah. like he was still and wasn't like you said running, doing this, yeah, going here, we're going this with this, and yep. that's more. It was like, oh, he's not; he's just in one room. Like, yeah, that's unusual. Yeah, <laughs>
0: he had his stroke, and then yeah, so he had his stroke on the Friday after work. Friday after work, and it was. God, there's so many different... It's, such a, it's really, really mapped out. And it kind of feels like I'm spinning a yarn. But as I was in it, I was like, this feels structured. And I think I know what's going to happen. Wow. So when he... A couple of... About a month before he had the stroke, I found out that I got a job. My first film... And it was set in Nigeria, which is where my parents are from. I'd never been to Nigeria because my parents were convinced that I'm so stupid that um, I'll go to Nigeria and like get myself killed. Like, somebody will <laughs> arrive in a van and be like, get in this van. And I'll be like, sure. So are my- they like, you didn't grow up where we grew up? You're not <laughs> yeah, street smart. Exactly. You don't get it. And I remember when I was like, my second year at RADA, I was like, I've saved up money. I'm going to go to Nigeria and like find out who I am. Mm. And my mum begged me. She went, please. Don't go, go. You've got a very round face, and a round face equals naivety and stupidity. And you're not going to make the idea that you come off the plane and be like, "Whoa, Whoa. that is a round face." Get her in Boys, the van. Get your van. Bring the van round. We got a round face. That's amazing. But my mum was just like, "You can't go on your own." They read. My mum did my mum and my dad did think it was important but they never wanted me to go on my own yeah fair enough I can understand I'm an idiot Um, (laughs) but the catch 22 was finding the money to then travel because going to Nigeria is really expensive so, fast forward 2012, I got this film. My parents yeah. were like, awesome, you're insured. They yeah. have to bring you back. Yeah. <laughs> Someone must be in charge. Someone is in charge. We can't, we don't have to bother. It's great. Yeah. And so, um, it was the first job, because he was really anti-acting. He right. just thought, what on earth is this stupid thing that you do? And um, But it was the first job where he went, oh. So, yeah. they're going to pay for you? Trip to Trip to Nigeria. To Nigeria. Yeah, I right. know that place. I <laughs> yeah. know that place. So, um it was so I was gearing up to do that. So when I got the call saying Dad had a stroke, I thought, "Fuck, <laughs> I'm, I'm going in two weeks. Um, I have a feeling I know how this is going to pan out."
3: Yeah.
0: Um, so I had to rush to the hospital, and it, it was very frustrating because my parent, my family, um, they really want. I don't quite know that impetus behind this and I think one day we'll, we'll have a conversation but it happened earlier in, in the day and I think they didn't tell me until much later in the evening Right. Yeah. and I think it was slightly not to worry me um, because I am the second youngest and I sometimes forget that but um, so they said look don't come to the hospital tonight just come tomorrow, come tomorrow so left it, went there the next day and he couldn't speak and it was really upsetting because my mum I said, what state was he in last night? And they said he could he could speak. He literally went to bed, woke Aww. up and couldn't. And so I was really upset because I thought, that's it. I yeah. might not ever hear his voice again. And obviously I have this, you know, the dram- dr- dramatic <laughs> queen in me was yeah. going, he's going to die when you go and do this job. So one of the first things I said to him was, Dad, you know that this, I know you're really excited about this thing because he could hear everything. He was really yeah. alert, but just couldn't speak. And um, I said, look, should I not do this job like it's I mean, like it's fine but I, yeah, I mean it's fine of course and he sort of looked at me like you moron like of course you're going to work <laughs> it's work mate yeah so he sort of just looked at me and he's just like a, he like flicked his hand like yeah. go as in like obviously you're gonna go and I went are you sure and he just nodded, really like annoyed, with not like, yes, you must. He was like, stop being stupid and yeah. just like, give me food. Uh, so I was like, cool. Um, and then what happened in sort of the countdown it was a countdown, was he just got worse and worse. He moved to one hospital, uh, what was the hospital in Tooting? Brilliant hospital with a really fantastic like stroke unit. And then he they moved him closer to us in elephant castle somebody in saint thomas's and somewhere in the journey he definitely had another bleed or something because he was so confused and didn't really recognize us and we were like okay And and also my little sister is a nurse and she was training to be a nurse at the time there were things what is what was super weird was my little sister knowing stuff and yeah. understanding stuff and having to explain stuff to me. Yeah. For instance, when they then gave him a room, his own room... I thought, oh that's NHS, which nice. is nice. a bossing, isn't it? This is great. <laughs> Thanks so much, girl. And she's looking at me like, yeah, it was because I think he's going to die. Yeah, <laughs> that's why he's got his own room. Yeah, and it was just, uh, you know, kind of a week and a half of us taking shifts to stay with him overnight, and him getting no better, just not being confused and not really recognising us. And I tell you what, one of the most brilliant moments—I'm sort of jumping all over the place.
3: One
0: of the most brilliant moments: my little sister just had a baby. And this was a baby again that my dad was like, why are you having a baby? Why are my children ruined? Like, <laughs> And then she gave birth and it was a boy and we've got like no boys in our family. And then my dad was like, great! You know what I said before? I didn't mean it, like forget that. So we had this really weird negotiation where she had this newborn. So he was born in January of that year. And we didn't really know whether to sort of bring him in the room yeah. or whatever. And one of the nurses says, you know what? Take that baby and put him, put that baby in his bed. Yeah. So we we're like, okay. Uh, and we did and we, his face went from like not recognising anything to zoom on this oh, baby wow. and we don't know whether he went oh that's my grandson mm. but there was a baby and he didn't give a shit he was like pulling on, on like, yeah, of course. everything sort of slapping his face and, <laughs> and it was just the baby like, not your dad yeah, yeah my dad <laughs> started punching him and oh god he didn't uh, but it was just such a moment of oh gosh right he's still sort of here yeah. and then the moment we took Ralph little Ralph out the room, he just sort of went back to not recognising any, anything. Anyway, long story short, the morning I was going to Nigeria, my family had all said, you are going. They made this sort of collective decision. And I woke up in the morning, I was packing late because that's what you do. And uh, I got a call from my little sister saying, um, Dad has pneumonia, um, that's it, it's going to be a matter of days. So you need to come to the hospital, say goodbye, get on a plane, go and do your film. Oh my God. Crazy. My baby sister as well. Just like this is we've all spoken about it. I was like, stop having these conferences without me. <laughs> How like, many no.
3: brothers and sisters have you got?
0: So I've got two sisters, so my little sister Jo, Emmy, uh, my brother, um, and I've two uh half Siblings who live in Nigeria—one from my mum's previous relationship, one from my dad's. Wow. Okay. So it's quite a lot of us, but sort of the the sort of nuclear four. Yeah, your
3: immediate ones. So had decided. Yeah, your mum. Yeah, they're going. This is what we're
0: doing. So get over here as soon as you can. Say goodbye and off you go. So yeah, to get taxi. Like so, you're
3: at home and you get this call. Yeah, yeah. Like (laughs) how? How was that thinking going into that room thinking? Well, this is. I know this
0: is goodbye. Yeah. It was. Do you know what I remember most about that day is how bloody hot it was. <laughs> it was so sunny. It was like one of those really lovely days in London. And you've Every- got this weird, you're this not weird thing. Like, I'm in a taxi and the taxi driver's trying to, you know, be quite nice. And, aha, yeah, I remember the conversation. So I'm quite silent. And my boyfriend at the time, he was useless. <laughs> absolutely just absolutely rubbish like bless him we were young we didn't know what he was doing but I remember sort of like trying to call him and couldn't get in touch with him and then I was in this car and I was really quiet and the driver was just sort of like you know you okay you're going to hospital is it somebody giving birth fingers crossed I'm like no it's death (laughs) (laughs) death is imminent no but and I was like no my dad's he's got pneumonia and um, I'm going to go and say goodbye I remember this driver just really. It was like he was trying to convince himself. He was like, "People beat these things, and it's going to be okay." And (laughs) you know what? I think he's going to be okay. You know? Thank you, Doctor Taxi Driver. Um, I really appreciate it. But He also said something like, "You're too young for this to happen." I was like, "Okay, yeah, that's not science."
3: but I tell you that is not science. <laughs> I don't think you know what you're saying, but it was so Bless sweet. Him, yeah, just trying. Like, I don't want
0: to drive this girl and that be the end. But yeah, no, I walked in there and, and what they'd done is—is is it? I never know how to pronounce it. Is it palliative or palliative? Oh, pa- palliative care. Palliative. Yes. That's it. And um, so they got rid of all the sort of horrible, nasty yeah. tubes, and they shaved him, and he looked like he was just about to um, <laughs> sleep. And um, and my mum was in the room. And I bumped into my sister outside and she just sort of told me he looks fine, like, don't worry, he looks fine, actually. Walked in, my mum's in the room, and my mum was sort of like, (laughs) sort of like the matriarch. She was just in the corner of the room, silent, just like, okay, say what you want. I was like, right. Uh, So I leant in and I whispered, because I'd read somewhere that hearing is the last thing to go. I don't know if that's true, but uh, so I just whispered in his ear. And uh, I can't really remember what I said, because I didn't prepare anything. I thought that's the worst thing, isn't like, oh, yeah. it? A speech. Um, scene five. Scene five. Uh, I just thought, no, I'm going to just riff. I'm going to riff, <laughs> but I didn't know what to say. I did, but I was talking. I spoke for ages, and then I looked at my mum, and I remember looking at my mum, thinking, I have no idea what this must be like for you. Yeah. I have no idea what, Watching like you didn't see this coming.
3: Say goodbye to your, ho- yeah. Jeez.
0: Yeah. And then she was like, "Right, you better get Heathrow." <laughs> And so, so then you just walked out. So I walked out, said goodbye to everyone. They were like, "We'll keep you posted." Um, we had to let. I didn't want to tell anybody working on the film about it. When it got bad, I told my agent, and then at that point, I was like, "I have to tell them because it's going to happen." And uh, and I kept thinking, I was like, "Why am I doing this? It's just a film. Like I don't care." <laughs> but my my mum was like, "It's in Nigeria. It's in Nigeria. Like you need to do it, and we're going to inform family, and they're going to make sure that you, you all see each other." And... Blah, blah, blah. So I I don't really remember any of it. I remember one of my mates, Chania, she picked me up and we drove back to my flat in absolute silence. Again, it's so hot and such a beautiful day. What was it? Did you you feel in shock or did you just... Was it like you had no thoughts or...? I felt like I knew it. Yeah. I was like, I knew it was going to happen whilst I'm in Nigeria. I didn't know... It's kind of odd that I knew that I would always go. I think it was once I spoke to my dad, well he gestured very sternly to me about going mm. and then I had a really good conversation with my little sister which I, I sort of resent that she had to tell me that and not comfort me but and you know I said what is the point of this like, I don't understand and she was like you're literally gonna stay and watch him die mm. like that's not nice it's not nice like why would you do that like mm. we're all gonna do it so <laughs> you go off and
3: that's an amazing yeah. are you quite a close family because it seems it's like the a thing th- that brought us together.
0: Yeah. Oh, we're just a bunch of loons. Like we're just, <laughs> the weirdest. But it seems like people. quite a
3: unit. That's like, right. Like, we've decided Susan's going.
0: Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. But that was it. Was so annoying. Though. Yeah, I like, can imagine. Guys. But it's. I think what it did was we became the A team. Like we were like my me and my me and my dad had a very difficult relationship, and he had a very difficult relationship with with each of us kids. Which meant that once we flew the nest, we flew the nest. And I think with me and him very specifically because he didn't approve of what I did and just yeah. thought it was, like, um, hippie nonsense. Yeah. That I thought, well, this is what I love and it's your fault for giving birth to me here Yeah, because yeah, now yeah. I know all the things that I'm capable of. So <laughs> <laughs> it's your fault. Because I guess I was trying to sort of make a life for myself and I knew it, it, he didn't like it, so I never really... didn't really speak that often. And so we, all us kids just sort of scattered. And then when this happened, we all just went... was like the a team it was like right i'm in the hospital i'm staying overnight you're gonna come at this time i need to go and get a shower i'll get you food we do this i think even before that point me and my sister hadn't spoken in like a year or something like that and we just arrived at the hospital we were like here we are like he was never alone that was one of the things that really gave me comfort was Mm. that there was no point they let us stay and there was no point where he was ever alone and i loved that but it's weird. It was just a kind of like family. Is it was it was a bit like Peggy Mitchell, you know, family. family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, Doesn't matter whether I want to ring your next family. It was yeah. like that. Like it was like sort of the mob. was just did it all in the room. Just like we're here. But it's,
3: it's interesting because I think I mean yeah, I, I didn't have a great relationship with my dad in many ways, and I think it, I think you can have a difficult relationship, but it's it's testament to your parents that when something. When shit hears the van, <laughs> everyone yeah. comes together. Yeah. Because I think even if there's tem- no, tempestuousness,
1: yeah. Yeah.
3: then there must have been a solid base of love that you don't split apart. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Because I feel like even in crisis, you still can't come together. Then yeah. it's like, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, Some yeah, seeds yeah. went wrong way, way back. But yeah. even in crisis, everyone's like, yeah, sure. Forget it. Forget, I haven't spoken to you for a year. Yeah. Forget anything. It's like,
0: yeah, we're here. Wow, somewhere in the past, there was a real. Yeah. And I don't, I think. I think it may just be we all knew what struggle was. Like we, for most of our childhood, you know, I was, we were poor. Like we had nothing. We had absolutely nothing. And so I feel like there's just something about being akin to hardship. Yeah. Then once there's hardship, you're like, right, buckle up. Like we know how to deal with this. I think, even though it's completely, completely different. And I saw. I remember there were certain points where there was like the room was full, so it was it was like one of the rare moments where we were all there. And then there was like you know. Uh, cottony neighbours from two doors down who would just come to see how Charlie's doing and do you know what I mean and like this happened. and then we had Ralph sort of just making noise in the corner. I just looked at him and I was like you jammy shit <laughs> like, and look at how many people here are just like make, trying to make hubbub a noise yeah. just so that you feel the, the vibration of bodies and sound and you were a little ch- shit <laughs> and look at us just sort of like it was kind it was amazing. And I think that's what it, yeah, I think that's just what it is. We all, we you know, family unit under crisis, we all just went, okay, cool. This is what we've got to do. It doesn't matter Doesn't it matter. On. We'll sort it out the other side. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you um, go, yeah. you get this cab and you're on the plane. What are
3: you feeling on the plane? I was just like... Like, how can you even prepare? Like, because obviously if you have to fly to
0: a job anyway. Yeah. It's nerve-wracking. Yeah, nerve-wracking, yeah. And then how, your head must have just been like, I, I
3: love like the
0: place. I just, the... Job was so secondary. Yeah, yeah. And actually, what was more on my mind was how am I gonna? Because the arrangement originally was my. We're filming in Calabar, which was three hours away from Port Harcourt, which where my family from. And um, my half sister Olga, she's from my mum's side of the family. She was going to come and visit me and stay in my hotel. And then I was thinking, no, I've got to go to them. How yeah. am I going to go to them? So I was just sort of thinking, I, you know, this trip will make sense if I'm with family, even if it's family who I do not know (laughs) yeah because
3: it's still somehow there's that connection yeah
0: so in my head I was just like I've got to make it happen I was knackered and so I just pretty much slept the whole way there and but I was braced for the news I arrived sort of like in the evening and then the next morning I got a whatsapp (laughs) good old whatsapp (laughs) saying he's gone wow that's why I can't get rid of WhatsApp. I can't get rid of it. You know people yeah. are like, oh my God, messaging is just like frying the brains of everybody. I'm like, <laughs> that's how I found out my dad died. So yeah. I'm going to keep hold of it because it's very immediate. <laughs> yeah. it's <laughs> Anywhere it, around the world. Yeah. Because yeah. I hadn't got my, they were going to get me a phone for the job. They gave us all, all uh, like Nigeria crappy Nokia's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they hadn't given it to me by then. Because I was going to be like, I'll get my number. I'll give it to you. You'll ring me. Duh, duh. Yeah. but I hadn't got it because it happened first thing in the morning then. Wow. So you yeah. were you in the hotel room when you saw that? I was in the hotel By room. By yourself. Yeah.
3: Did you what how, how did you react?
0: I um <laughs> cried. Yeah. Yeah. I cried. And then I called our producer Andrea, who was amazing, who just felt awful because she had the phone in her hand and she was like, Oh God, that's just not how you want to hear it. Um and also there's no time difference between oh, isn't London it? and Nigeria. I- no. Wow. Not, so it, I knew it just... When she said he's gone, it just happened. In a way, that's something, isn't it? In a yeah. way, like, it's not... you I know, like, oh, it happened six hours ago and, and I've been asleep. asleep. Yeah. yeah, yeah. and so she gave me the phone and then I called my sister and I just was, like, really militant and, like, tell me what he looked like and tell me what it was like and, you know, did he, was he in pain, was it peaceful? They like, it was peaceful, like, he just went... And so I just really wanted to picture it and then uh, spoke to everyone that I could... And then Andrea was waiting outside my room and it must have been about an hour or something like that. And then she was like, you need to get some food, like, go and get some food. So I went downstairs. It's an actress called Anika, Anika Noni Rose. who's a wonderful American actress. who's um, also in the film. Uh, I sat down next to her, and she was being really bubbly and lovely and just sort of, hello, welcome to Nigeria. We've been filming for the past three weeks. You're new. Welcome. And I just went, um... Uh Oh, I'm really? Sorry <laughs> to be a bit of a captain. Come down. <laughs> um, my gosh. dad's just. Tired. Oh my god! And I, <laughs> I love, I love the
3: the the Englishness of. Like, I don't want to be. Don't I, make I don't you wanna, feel uncomfortable. Oh, 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 I'm going to really upset you. I'm so sorry. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh this that uh, just happened. Like we don't have to talk about it. not talk about it. I, I hope your fruit
0: salad is lovely. And like, like, yes, and she, I remember she just went. Oh, okay 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 and we just like uh, ate inside wow <laughs> so, yeah we became really good friends after that well yeah i mean <laughs> you, you, just, you got to like, that's, like that's bold opening to the deep end with that yeah <laughs> but no and so and then like the net i think it was the next day i was on set doing my <gasps> first scene
3: susan that just sounds to me making me feel ill yeah it <laughs> like, was
0: yeah it's stressful <laughs>
3: but in a way was it helpful because it's um
0: such a distraction
3: and film sets I haven't done many of, I've done oh, many big right, films right. but like I know what it's like to do like tell like you know there's yeah. a lot of stuff going on and yeah. it's very busy and there's lots of banter and chat yeah. so in a way if you were like you know I've done jobs where stuff's going on and you yeah. forget it because yeah. it's just oh, so consuming yeah. so in a way was it sort of helpful or was it just you were just standing there thinking I was
0: a zombie yeah what is going was on why am I here I'm I, and I know that the, obviously films are and things are shot out of sequence. I know the scene, so I've only been able to watch it once. And I watched it and I was like, oh, you can't tell. But I was a zombie, like I just was sort your of- Your first scene that you did the day after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can tell, like, I can't watch, can't watch it now. I, but I did go and see it and I was like, oh, okay, yeah, you can't tell. But um, I was a That's zombie. That's the training right there, guys. <laughs> well, <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, you go into your nothing. job. I had nothing in the tank. I wasn't bothered about all the usual things I'm bothered about. You know, sort of, where am I going? Who am I? You know, what's my biography? What did I have for breakfast? I was like, I'm here. I'll say my words. And um, I'm just going to get through this. And it was my, my training sort of kicked in. I did it. I was like, oh, that's why people train. It's because you can do things under... Deep stress, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. Or distress, and I don't really remember it. I don't remember anything I said. I just remember sort of Chua, Tell, sort of looking at me like, "What is wrong with this girl?" <laughs> and I remember, you probably s- thought you were super cool. You probably thought I was so like, cool. She's
3: not bothered. She's not chatting she's, here, like, she's not like trying to like you know suck up to anyone. Just, <laughs>
0: just, but I thought you thought. She nervous or just like (laughs) not present, but it was just yeah, it was so strange. And I, to this day, I don't know whether that was the right thing to do. Mm. It was sort of where I realised that talking about it is key. I hated being silent and this big thing. And I kept looking at my watch, like, oh, he died. Okay, how many hours now? It's been twenty-four hours. Been it's been twenty-six hours now. It's been. I kept counting down, like, and actually, I hated how. Far, like the further it went away, I hated that, because mm. it still felt so immediate, and yet I didn't want to get to a point where someone was just like, "Oh, that's very really sad, do your job no one, no one did that. everyone yeah. was so lovely, but i didn't it just felt so present, and yet I had to pretend it wasn't happening, and I didn't like that, yeah, because yeah, I mean, like, since
3: having the baby I, yeah. I I talk about it' a lot like it, it it's a similar whip of your life, yeah. <laughs> And if someone had asked me to go into a shoot a day after, I would have felt this. I, I did a job four weeks after I went to a rehearsal for something and yeah. I was a zombie. Yeah. And like people were talking to me and I was thinking, I've had a baby, I've had a baby, I've had a baby, yeah, I've had yeah, a baby. Like it's yeah. all I could think. And they were asking me things. I thought, I don't care, I've had a baby. Yeah, had I don't baby. care what wig I wear, I've had a baby. Because <laughs> your brain is like, what? And oh, I'm like, gosh, it's the same, yeah. thing with, the same thing with grief, isn't it? Just like, they died, they died, they died. They That's all did. you can that was, hear. That's all
0: I could hear in my ears yeah. like, he died, he died, he died, he died, he died, he died. He's dead, he's dead, he's dead, he's dead. Then I start. To think about my mum, and I was like, "Oh God, oh God!" Aww. And oh, it was just because I knew, I knew my mum. I knew it was going to really crash with my mum. I I saw that coming, and I wasn't there. And then I, you know, I mean, the guilt of not being there didn't strike me until, gosh, maybe that December. So a good few months. Yeah. No, the following January because I was doing another job. I was doing a play, and I was just in a room going over my script and completely unrelated. And I just went, oh my God, I wasn't there. Oh my God, I wasn't there. Oh my God, I had the biggest panic attack and a massive nosebleed all (laughs) over my script. And I don't have nosebleeds. So I was like, I'm dying as well. (laughs) Like I just was so nothing triggered it it just went into my head and i was like but, i wasn't there but sometimes i think that delayed shock
3: yeah, your yeah, body yeah. waits till nothing mm. is there mm-hmm. like your body's like we're just we're just gonna park until you're a little bit peaceful yeah you seem pretty <laughs> guys she's ready go 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 release go, go. the memories like yeah <laughs> but it was i've had stuff just crying. come out of the blue and you're like where did that yeah
0: come from yeah that's and fine that surge that wave of feeling of just oh um, and it feels it's so oh god it was so so physical I bled yeah. all over my script she makes to go the next day like literally, I need another copy you guilt bled <laughs> I guilt bled all over my script yeah. but you know what One again going back to talking why I agreed to even do this was I sadly have a lot of friends who've lost parents mm. at very young ages one of my best friends she's she lost her, her dad as a kid and lost her mum uh, I think two years before I lost my dad oh, and god. I called her in a complete this wasn't making sense yeah. at all and she she said something she told me something that she never told me before you know her mum went very peacefully her dad didn't actually mm. at all and she went into quite some detail that she never had before um, of how awful and quite traumatic it was seeing him go through that and she went "You, it's just not again echoing what my sister my little sister said it's, like, it's just not If you don't have to see it, you don't probably shouldn't. Yeah, it's cool. Like it's not a thing. It's not a thing. (laughs) Like it's cool to not see it. I was like, right, okay, it's cool to not see it. It's cool. Yeah, I completely understand why you went.
3: You know, and like you said, that relationship with your dad, and this was obviously something he was proud of and was and told me to go, understood and got it, and then your whole family saying go, like, and that yeah, in a way, it's like being there or not being there. It's it doesn't make it less painful. No.
0: It didn't. Not it, at yeah, all you know. in fact, I was fat. Like I remember when I had five days off, and Andrea, our producer, came to my room and was like, "Right, we're sending you to Port Harcourt. We're going to send you. We're going to get you a car. We're going to drive you there." I was like, "Awesome!" I remember calling my grandmother, who I'd never met before and I was wow. like, "Hi, Granny. i was like I'm coming. I'm gonna go." She was like, oh, "No." No, don't come. I was like, why do all my family think I'm some sort of mess of me? She's Your like, Your face is round. Your face is so round. But she was just like, the roads are so dangerous. Oh, she was like, yeah. I don't think you'll make it. She's like, I'm not being, you know, I'm not trying to scare you. They're not safe, safe roads. Wow. And I was just like, well, in that case, I'm definitely coming. <laughs> I'm going to do this. And then, so I got into this car and kind of brave that they literally just sent me off with this man who I did not know wow who was my driver for, he was going to stay in Port Harcourt yeah. for all the time I was going to meet him in a certain spot and he was going to bring me back to finish filming I remember getting in the car I was looking around I was like oh where's um, <laughs> there's not a seat no. it's not a seatbelt <laughs> and he just started driving I was like Oh my god! There was no seatbelt in yeah. the car. So I, I, oh, and it was terrifying, and it was a really scary, bumpy, bumpy trip. But I made it. I was staying with my mum's side of the family, so I met her daughter for the first time. Wow! And she was just like this really big, big like My mum, and uh, she just like scooped me up, like literally, like <laughs> head under her armpit. I was like, nice. You're right. And she's just like, God, you look like your dad. You look like your dad. It's really crazy. It's really crazy. And that's all I got the whole trip, was I wow. walk into rooms and people would just start crying and go, he's here, he's here. Oh, Nigerians. Oh. He's here, oh, he's here. And I was like, oh.
3: <laughs> How was that? Was that like a bit, was it, is it nice in a way because you're dealing, you're finally yeah. in a
0: place where you can talk about, you can express Oh, it. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd always been told I look like my dad. My mum used to always say, you look like your dad, you look like your dad. And now I was like, oh, it's really, it's quite nice that I look like my dad. Yeah. But um, it's like, but it was weird walking into rooms and people actually going, <gasps> Yeah, like intake a breath of oh my god, you really like of all the kids, you really look like him. Yeah, and one of the big, be- one of the so I was quite, st- I was being quite strong. I felt all right. I was so excited. I was in this new bit of town. I was it was like sensory overload. I was like, okay, cool. There's like other things I'm to deal with. I've got this sister I've never met before. She took me to her house and we opened the door, and there was this massive, massive picture of all of us, my mum, my dad, me when oh. I, my little sister's fourth birthday. So I was six. And this is a big family, my brother and my mum, and I lost it. I thought, God, all the way over here, and here he is on this wall. Yeah. Here he is on this wall, of this place that he's probably never been before. And um, that's what made that trip worth it, was I was back home, and I was with family, even Mm. though I did feel like a complete stranger, and so unbelievably, like, British. Yeah, It was was ridiculous. Um, But it was crazy. It was weird and I just thought oh, what's the chances of doing there's not that many productions that film in Nigeria no, like, not at it's all. not a, It's not like a, a destination where oh of course well of course you'd be filming there like yeah, it's just yeah. not a thing it's never been a thing it's not twickenham guys it's not twickenham mate <laughs> but um, yeah, I, completely
3: yeah. under- God, I can understand that and it's a really unusual thing to get a job that's filming there to get a good job as film yeah, 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 not like it's for online daddy. <laughs> daddy it's online <laughs> it's like, what is that Just, like they've got a lot of subscribers on YouTube like to get a big job yeah. you know with big actors and yeah. know that this is a good thing and then also I guess it's there's something, as you said at the beginning, something very poetic that you went back to his homeland when yeah. he couldn't. Yeah. So you know he was there dying in England, and then his daughter went, who looks the I mean, if it was a film, yeah. yes, that's yeah, what you. Totally. Do. Oh yeah,
0: totally. Oh yeah, totally. Like this is a film <laughs> one day, but no, it's it was weird. Like the all of it. The thing is about acting, is that. You can think that you're good. There's some people who think that you're good. But no, you're not like the best. I know people who do not think that Meryl Streep can act. Like, <laughs> do, you, do you know what I mean? Yeah, there's I do. There's no thing that makes you go, I'm certain that I'm meant to be. Yeah, <laughs> It yeah. doesn't matter. And it was the, the only time in my career where I went, I'm meant to be doing this yeah. now. Whether I'm meant to be doing it for the rest of my life, I don't know. But I was like, and it gave me confidence in what I did. Because I was like, I feel like I'm just meant to be here. This is... This was always going to be the 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 story of it. Yeah, 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 definitely.
3: Did you meet any of his family?
0: I didn't. I didn't meet his family because it's really, and that's what made me sad. I wanted to seek them out. And like I said, he has a daughter and stuff, but the decision, the decision to leave your home and go to a completely different country is so huge. It's not an easy, Yeah, you know, it's very much what we're all talking about Mm. at the moment. It's not an easy decision. And with it comes friction. Yeah. Especially like the notion of the West being, you know, the place where everyone has money and it's better. You know, my dad left one country and came to another country to suffer. Yeah. He did. He died. He, he, he Work killed him. Mm. Like killed him. He never saw the fruit of whatever he was chasing after. That, that annoys me. That annoys me. Because, you know, he was very money orientated but not in a kind of you know i've walked in today with my gucci bag not that kind of (laughs) but as in like roof over your head house you know bricks mortar that's what you've got to do so when i was like i'm gonna be a large director he was like no Mm. but like all those things were important and he never did it didn't own his house like he died with debt like it and it's the thing that really annoys me but there is a notion of you know England is better and you've done that choice because it's easier and you probably would have been happier in Nigeria I mm. think actually but with it comes friction and and that's one of the saddest things is that you know the nuclear family here did come together like the 18 A team but there were rifts that didn't get healed and yeah. but I was but I was so much more um sympathetic cuz I was slightly more of an adult but also there were rifts that never got healed between me and my dad like yeah. that was it those conversations that I thought we'll probably have that like when I get married and you know probably the night before my wedding will sit me down and we'll talk it through or you know and they'll give me away or whatever no like that's mm. not I like, really ever want to get married another reason why I hate me <laughs> <laughs> he's like what is wrong with you um, but I it's it never got healed and so you just sort of I remember when we were organising the funeral redacted when I organised the funeral <laughs> <laughs> it, I remember the you know people being upset and angry and not knowing where to place it and sort of having to go you know a funeral is not the place to do that but I get that I got I was angry because I was like I thought I was gonna have time to have that conversation yeah, yeah. Thought I was gonna have time to sit down and be like cool let's kick it let's do it and I we were on the way like you know the interest in the job and he'd text me and he'll call me and sort of be like you haven't Called me in a few days. I'd be like, yeah, it's because I'm struggling at time. I'm actually, yes, I'm struggling." You told me, it and I don't want to talk to you because yeah, yeah, I'm don't tell struggling. Right. <laughs> like, I don't I don't. want to call you when I've got like a job with Tom Cruise, and then I'll be all up on your phone. <laughs> yeah. But you know, and so it, it, I think it just made me. It's so easy to sort of go in this funeral, and then everything's happy clappy, and you know whatever, or try and rewrite history. But I was like, it's hard. It's we're dealing with people, and. It's so sad, and I'd love to, you know, meet his family, but I also knew don't push it. Mm. Don't push your luck. <laughs>
3: it's tricky as well, I think, when you're the younger generation, because I think, obviously, every gener- generation's different, and I mm. think, like, our generation maybe is more like, hey, let's get together, let's chat, let's love, chat, man. Ch- chat, yeah, Especially actors. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like, come, on, come on, let's come workshop on, this. Come on, yeah. everybody stand up. <laughs> <laughs> and that slightly, you know, one generation above, two generations above, if there are riffs. Mm. I definitely know some, like, my dad's side of the family it's like, Riff, in their minds, rifts don't get fixed, no. that's how it is, and mm-hmm. they're like, oh, I thought we could fix it no, okay, no. and it's like they're like, no, that's how it is we that's the end of the conversation, yeah. so weird, like so
0: my sister, my dad's daughter, um, I remember she wanted something read out because it was sort of organizing the funeral and oh gosh it was so funny like one of my uncles bless him he was just like i really he's a really talented musician he was like i really just want to do like i feel like i'm being left out and i was like okay cool all right okay what would you have to do and he's like maybe like maybe some sort of performance and maybe like something like a, i don't know a mime or i was like what oh, sorry uh, excuse me uh hang on rewind what 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 no it was the first time that i laughed from my gut i was like that is so sweet get out of here it's such an emotional i know that's bait that's such a bait (laughs) it's such an emotional time of course course it it is really emotional but like loads of weird things like i would find myself laughing at the strangest of things or like feeling intense hot anger at like nothing and then actually the funeral happened we did the funeral, funeral it was beautiful it was great and it wasn't great it was fine (laughs) <laughs> and um, it was a great but I remember sort of because it was so one thing after another and f- at some point during all of this I managed to get another job I was like due to go to Manchester to do a play so I was Girl like right, I doing know. so well just booking them gigs yeah. and but also when that happened I was like yeah I'm meant to do this dad see see, yeah, see? Yeah. I'm going to be alright and um I remember thinking, "Okay, I've got four weeks. I'm just going to like do some temping, get a bit of money." And da da da. da. And I woke up one day, and I was like, "Oh, what? Oh, I do not feel good. I cannot stand up. I'm going to go back to bed." Um, I ended up getting hepatitis A. <gasps> oh my From my time in Nigeria. Oh no! Because <laughs> I finally went into A and E, and they were like, "Yeah, okay, your liver's inflamed." So. Were you drinking bottled water? I was like, yes. I was drinking all the bottled water. Thank you very much. And they're like, okay, did you drink soft drinks? I was like, not moron. Of course I drank soft drinks. And they're like, okay, did you have ice in them? Mm. And I went through like, this montage clip <laughs> of all the times I was like crunching ice. <laughs> like, yeah, but this like, tasty ice made from the, blo- the water, the water. not bottle. And I was like, uh huh, yeah. Yeah, okay, cool. That's how we got it. And so it was just, it was horrible then being admitted into hospital.
3: Oh my God. Just
0: mere, God, month and a bit after all of that.
3: And it probably, again, I think so much happens when you're in shock. Your body's in shock, so your immune system is just oh screwed. Just
0: left me. It yeah. left me. My body literally just <laughs> went, you will deal with this. And it was weird because they were like you are, you are very they are like don't get it twisted you are very sick I cannot let you leave the hospital wow. so I was just in I think I was in for four nights I was like I just had to resign I was like right cool I'm in and like even just like them putting a drip in my arm oh. just going over all the times that what happened to my dad I remember my older sister sort of going, okay, being very practical and sort of going, all right, what do you need? I was like, well, I need pants. Give me some pants and some wipes and stuff. She was like, okay, cool. I remember watching her walk through the ward and her sort of, her. I could tell she couldn't breathe because mm. she was like, I'm here again. I'm in a war. and I knew, what effort it was to yeah. walk into a hospital. She didn't say anything, but she was like, "Okay, here's your pants. I got your pa- like pants from Gap. I was like, posh? That's nice <laughs> what. I got your nice Cause, pants because you're cause, sick. Because you're sick, dude. But like, and even my mum was. I my mum wanted to come and see me, and I was like, Nope, don't." literally don't even when they were taking my blood pressure because that's what they were monitoring all the time with uh, my dad yeah. I was constantly like is it okay is it okay is it okay they are like yeah it's fine you're <laughs> like you're fine like it's cool like I was like because both my parents have high blood pressure and Don't know. When you, my dad died so if you feel like that's going to happen you should yeah. just like let me know <laughs> make some arrangements give me a heads up guys. <laughs> give me a heads up like just uh, and um wow, but, that's but having incredible. to just be in a bed yeah. just having to be in a bed I do you thought, think well, in a way though
3: as well I often wonder with illness that you were forced to stay in a bed for four days yes and think about
0: what just happened to you absolutely it was the universe just going sit yeah but i had to sit in that and it was amazing actually it was really really amazing in the most horrible way and then like two months after i broke up with said boyfriend it was just but when that happened i weirdly was like Okay, yeah. feel like I have to get rid of some some dead weight in order to grieve.
3: Yeah, yeah, it really it, does change. It really, like we've said before, it pulls the tablecloth yeah. on everything and you suddenly go, okay, a lot of stuff needs to change. Yeah, yeah,
0: like it, it's all change actually. Yeah. Like literally, I moved back home, I had to move out of a really lovely flat and like I was there with my mum, I had to face it, I had mm. to see her loss so unbelievably up close. It was, we had some of the worst fights mm. ever Um because we were just, I wanted to go home. I sort of took the opportunity of me and my boyfriend at the time breaking up, thinking, like, right, I'm going to move home and I'm going to fix my mum. Fix my mum. <laughs> she did not want your fixing. <laughs> no, she just wanted me to stand there and let her scream at me. And I mm-hmm. went, cool, I can do this for a bit. And then after a while, I was like, I can't. Everybody is
3: shouting at the
0: person who's not there. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. So I had
3: insane rows with my mum. Like, now I think mm. about it, I'm like, God, what, that was... When, I mean, I'm an angry person. I mean, I'm impressed with myself at the yeah. level I reached. <laughs> I mean, obviously, being a teenager helped. Yeah. But you're all shouting about, but, but at the person who's not there. Yeah. So you have these weird rows about nothing. And you, if you really paused it, you'd be like, we're literally like, where are you? Yeah. Why where aren't are you here? They? I want to shout this at you. And yeah. so it, just, it gets misdirected at other people. Yeah. And it's so, that's
0: why it hurts so much as because well, you're like, this isn't really about me. Is yeah. It? This is. Also, like, what do you think about this? So I was. One of the things I found quite difficult was because there's nothing special about having a difficult relationship with somebody who's no longer here. Um, And I think loads of the pressures of our relationship was to do with us being poor, was Mm. because you literally, he and my mum literally did not have the time to spend with their children. Yeah. They didn't, they couldn't, like it never happened. So I'm angry at that and that's not his fault. But because, you know, with my partner at the time and I would, you know, over the course of, I think we are together for four years, I would tell him stuff, you know, about that difficult relationship my dad. And da, da, da. So when it actually came to him being sick and like the A-team thing, I kind of felt like he felt like I was betraying the established relationship between me and my dad. He was like, oh, now you're there for him. Oh, uh, yeah. Do you know uh, what I mean? Yeah, it's like, oh, yeah. now, and now family's like super, super important. Yeah, because of course it is. <laughs> of course it is. But I did kind of feel a, a guilt because it was weird. It was kind of a guilt with that, but also, you know, missing him and remembering all of a sudden the good times. Yeah, yeah. And you just sort of think, oh gosh. And then I felt like, do I, no, but it was hard. Like, do I have a right to grieve like this? Mm. And that's sort of where I felt like the, you know, the anger in the, in our home sometimes came from. It. it was like, do I have a right to miss him in this really not romantic way, but soft way. Like, yeah, when someone isn't a soft person. Yeah. No one's gonna get upset by me admitting that my dad was not soft. Yeah. Like he wasn't. And yet all this softness I think it's just like <sighs> The, the
3: parent-child relationship, like you said, you become you become this adult very quickly because your parent has died. Yeah. And then you realise the parent-child relationship is so fucking complicated. Yeah, And that yeah, when yeah. you're just the child, you can be like, I don't like you. You don't do what I want you to. Yeah. And then they go and you're like, I'm angry you've gone. And then you go, I understand why you did some of the things that you yeah. did. And suddenly their, their crapness or the mistakes they made yeah. start to make sense. Yeah. But then it still doesn't take your pain away no. of being, you know of remembering, oh, I was six and this happened and you weren't there.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I still have six-year-old,
3: the six-year-old me is still like, ow, that hurt. And then, you know, the adult you is like, but there was a reason they didn't come home at that point. So you're just so, you're just so torn between it. And I think, I think it's hard for people, I think it's hard for people to understand if they haven't lost someone. Mm. And it's hard if they haven't had, complicated relationship I think some people you know Definitely. it's just like oh yeah like my dad's annoying or like you yeah, know yeah, yeah, like like yeah. oh, always calling me it's so annoying I'm like <laughs> ah, yeah, no, the, no, I, yeah appreciate exactly, it yeah. so I think it it really and that's I think it's grief as well there's so yeah. much I was thinking yeah, when you were talking like I I, the resentment I had a lot of was like I hadn't finished talking to you
0: yeah precisely I hadn't,
3: I hadn't finished and it's like if somebody walked out... You know, if a good friend walked off, <laughs> you'd be like, I'm in the middle of talking. talking. What you, <laughs> like, <laughs> what you And that's how I felt for a long time of, like, excuse me. Yeah, I hadn't finished. I was talking. Yeah, <laughs> I was talking. You and just walked out the room. You just walked out the room, yeah. And that's so weird. And you just feel such um, an, an anger that you can't do anything with because, of yeah. course, they didn't choose to die. They didn't mean to die. They yeah. didn't mean for... that. Like, that's just how shit goes down. Yeah. So, yeah, it's hard. And I think... I just think sometimes people just find it difficult to understand
0: the other thing that i found really difficult as well was being 24 mm. and it happening because i was still really young but i was an adult yeah and but so it is young it is even though it, yeah you know yeah. i was 15 it's not 15 but 24 yeah. is still young really yeah i mean looking back yeah. now as i get older i go god oh god. yeah yeah i was swimming like i'd I'm drowning in it like i didn't know what i was doing but then I was like, right, so I have this boyfriend and I live in this flat and, you know, I've told my dad I'm going to be independent with work and it's fine and I'll show you so I'm trying to do that and, you know, haven't borrowed a penny off of him like, you know, I'm doing all the independent things and then I lose my dad and I feel like a child again but I am an adult and this is the... I remember sort of... Because, like I said before, I have loads of friends who've lost parents as kids. I always felt like, no, this... I remember there was something I used to always say. I'd always sort of cry, get upset. And I'd go, yeah, but this is, you know, if life works out the way that it works out, this is the right way round. You're meant to bury your parents, so mm, it's fine. Yeah. It's fine. It's like, mm, it still hurts. But I remember just thinking... And then all these things, like, you know, at least i got to say goodbye. Mm, yeah. That's one thing I really cherish, actually. Yeah, that you did that have that moment. And it was did. hard. Have the moment say goodbye. Have yeah. the moment say goodbye, but that was something that I felt weird because I felt like I am this adult and I have all these like adulty things, and it feels young. It feels unfinished. Like that was something that I really had to work hard on and just really clear everything. And there was because also as well as feeling like an adult, there were tons of my f- sort of newer friends who um, like act friends and stuff who found it a bit who disappeared mm-hmm. a little bit because they were like, you're sad and things are going great yeah. and I don't really want... I've had a few of them apologise, which is fine, but I did have some people sort of go, oh, she's the grieving one <laughs> and because I like to talk yeah, and talking yeah. really helped and I had all these other friends from, like, school who were like, let's talk, let's talk, let's talk, let's talk and then when I'd sort of, you know, not go to work, I was never at work, but, you know, somebody's having a party, I'd sort of realise that I haven't been invited or... Maybe they thought she's not up for it, but I just thought, God, this is so hard. It's so hard when people are sort of scared. Of- it's hard
3: when you feel like you've got, like, the big sticker on your head. Yeah. Of, like, girl whose dad just died. Yeah, yeah. And it's nothing, I I feel nothing better when I meet someone at the party and I'm in the corner being miserable and then they say something, I'm like, my dad's dying. And I'm like,
0: hi. Oh, it's a club, man. <laughs> yeah, it's a total club. And I just think, no, you've got to give it, reverence or space or whatever I don't yeah know, the like, space it deserves
3: yeah it's like again this I can only say it's, I've just had a baby and mm. it's like when you have a baby no one be like nah man don't worry about it like you had a baby but put it in the cupboard <laughs> get on with your life you know it shouldn't change you you know you shouldn't be everyone's like of course you had a baby it's huge. Everything's changed. But when someone's died, people literally go, well, maybe just go back to work and don't think about it. And it's, it's as so, big. Oh. The change is as big. It's obviously different, but it's that it's the same level of, of stress and life changing experience. Oh, gosh, yeah. And I think, I think it's so, again, so important to talk about it. Obviously, I did a podcast, but, <laughs> but, <laughs> but like, I always feel like if you have any s- snippets of advice that can help in any somebody else in any way. So that's why I do even when I'm at the girl at the party, I'm like, oh, let me tell you what happened for me. You just think, God, if one tiny thing makes them go, oh, i not feel better, because you're not going to feel no, better, no, but just somehow no. go, oh, I, yeah, I feel like that. Like, Because yeah. you, you, it's so isolating. Oh, and the people gosh. who can't deal
0: with it make you feel like oh, the, the weird leper. It really, that out of everything, and I've mentioned him so many times, so I'm going to go there a little bit, including my boyfriend at the time, it's Unbelievably painful when somebody sees you, friends who see you in the rawest form ever, and they go, I'm opting out. Yeah. Oh, it's just, and it really hurts because. I I do feel like there is a certain amount of experience that makes you never do that. Yeah. But yeah. With the friends because I'm a saint, I I will say this now, I'm perfect. <laughs> but with the friends who went through it before when I had no knowledge, I'd never thought to opt like opt out.
3: Yeah, even if you didn't know what to say. Even I was, really.
0: if I didn't know what to say, I'd be like, I don't know what to say but I'm not leaving this room. Yeah. Like I'm here. Whereas when you just sort of people see people sort of go, Oh, I yeah, no, I just no, I've decided I don't want to be around that. Yeah. It's like, ow, it's really, I feel like the way people handle, talk about death is just like backwards, especially from a Nigerian background mm. where it's like, we're going to talk about this all the time. We're going to have like all these different events leading up to the actual funeral. And you're like, oh, there's wow. so much admin. <laughs> but like, as people going, I want to say something. I want to say my grief. I want to state it. And I remember our, the priest, um, Father John, uh, at Saint, St. Saint John's Warworth. He was... So so. He, I went to the primary school, Church of England School, and so he has conducted many funerals for Nigerian African families. So I remember even talking about sort of the timings. He was like, right, so I'm going to give... I'm going to give the beginning sort of like 45 minutes for that. Normally I do 30. I'm going to definitely give that person... I think give that person 50. That'll be 50. A couple of, I was like, why... He's like, I know what you guys like. <laughs> you guys want to lay it out, and I do not want to rush anyone. That's really nice. That means like, he's 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 like, like, as soon as we finish, we need to head straight to the, priest, <laughs> uh, to the cemetery. Got, like, it was so funny. We all quite like, everyone's crying. We came out of the church. I just saw him hop into his whip and was just like, ah! Come on, we straight- need to go, 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 go. <laughs> Straight to the cemetery. I was like, why is he? Oh, yes. Everybody get in your cars. <laughs> get your cars. Yeah. But like, but that's what I lo- And even to this day, we can talk about like, yeah. we can talk about it. i asked ask my mum, how are you doing? She like, I'm thinking about your dad. I'm thinking about your dad today. But it, we can still talk about it. Like me and my little sister talk about him all the time mm. freely openly and I needed to some people have like I said before they've apologised or they've gone Or you know I just got scared because you're yeah. young and you're like I don't want to think about death and it gets you thinking about the m- mortality of yeah. your own parents
3: they say that when you are a kid and your dad dies he's watching over <sighs> you now don't watch because over me, mate because I'm going to a party tonight oh, don't it's in Princey Park I've got a bottle of Archers I'm ready to go Like I remember yeah.
0: at one point I was plucking my <laughs> Nipples.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. Just, there's a few stray hairs, and I just remember thinking, God, you can see this. He <laughs> can see this, and he's like, "That is rank. You're rank. Like, what is?
3: Wrong? Just, it's such a scary thing to say to
0: a child. <laughs> Don't ever
3: say." <laughs> Because you just think there's lots of things I would not want him to see
0: (laughs) in my life, like loads, loads, loads and loads. But I I would say random things like that, and I was sort of being encouraged to just say what's on your mind. And I would, and I appreciate that, especially if you're living with that girl, you're like, oh my gosh, she's so weird. But, um, but also I think that like that's the. But it's also funny, it's and I did funny. see the. Yeah. I did see because you know I've got funny bones. I did see the funny in it. I was yeah. going, I wonder whether you can see me, be, you know, clipping my toenails right now. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> I was like, it's funny in it, and he just was like, it's weird. And I remember there was one day we were watching, it was something like a out of ten cats was you know let's watch TV and not think about it and I remember just going oh I'm going to go to the toilet and I went to the toilet with a pillow and I cried into the pillow oh, and man. at that point I was like yeah I can't do this like I have to be able to cry anywhere I like which is what I do really well now yeah <laughs> of course
3: the idea that you can't express yourself in front of someone who's supposed to love you yeah. is you know I always think like if you wanted to be happy imagine mm. if you were like I'm sorry I have to go into the toilet and be happy because I know yeah. it would really offend you like it's the same it's just emotion Yeah, it's happiness anger and sadness are just emotions yeah. if you can deal with me with me like leaping around the room being like Yeah, then you should also deal with me on the floor with not coming off yeah. my face going <laughs> yeah absolutely like that's, that's you know I th- it sounds like you had an Incredibly difficult. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: here. It was really hard. But you're still here, you're still standing, I'm still standing, I'm still talking. I still think that's the, the best advice ever. Is just it talk reads. about it. And, I, and I, but the thing is, I do appreciate that everybody's different. Yeah, um, yeah. And people, you know, I counselling really. I it took me a while. Oh, so you did go for counselling? Well, you the know what? what? Yeah. I. So I for all my talking, I was sort of scared of counselling. Oh yeah, I was
3: terrified. It took me. To me like 19 years to get to counselling <laughs>
0: yeah. and I understand I, yeah. yeah I get it And um, but I then made the decision to start last year
3: oh I started last year as well
0: did you? yeah first time last year I think oh god it's so weird I don't know what it was I just thought I better sort stuff out yeah I better because st- I'm scared it's gonna I don't know I was scared of something I don't know what it was and I started and I hated it Mm-hmm. I feel like talking is really important, yeah. and I was in a room like literally with a woman there, who's like talk away, and I went, I don't want it. It's control- don't want but him. you're in control of your talking yeah. when you're talking to a friend
3: or something. You're like, yeah. I can tell you as much as I want to. Yeah, I don't like getting to a room with uh, like her being like, No, I just, I just want you to talk. What do you mean you just want me to talk? What to do you want to talk Yeah, what? I, I don't what? want that. I want it to be a party I can walk out of. Yeah, but, yeah. exactly. Well, Susan, thank you so much. Yay. So much. Come Thanks for having
0: Bye. me. And your lovely dad. Ah, thank you. you.
3: You can follow Susan on Twitter at Susan underscore Wacoma, and you can see her in the play Labour of Love, which is on in the West End in London until the beginning of December. It's a really brilliant play. You can follow us at the Griefcast on Twitter and also the Griefcast on Instagram and Griefcast at gmail.com. Please do rate and subscribe. It really helps us to continue making this podcast, which is something we would really like to do.